0: Hey friend, welcome to the Restore Mind podcast, where we are going to be talking about various life topics surrounding mindset transformation. Imagine what it will look like to have peace in your life, despite what the world is telling you. Hi, my name is Caroline, a wife, mom of three, and makeup turned fitness enthusiast. I am here to help you build a strong mindset that will propel you forward into a life of peace and joy. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Well, my friend, there is freedom waiting for you. So if you are ready to build a 2.0 version of yourself, then this podcast is for you. So grab your water or whatever you like to drink, throw on your walking shoes, and let's get going because it's always 4.13. Hello and welcome to the Restored Mind Podcast. My name is Caroline and my friend, I'm so happy to have you here with me today. I'm super excited to be talking about today's episode. We are going to be diving into how to be better than normal with your faith. But I'm also, of course, going to be sharing how to be better than normal in your everyday life. But before we dive into all of that, I just want to welcome you and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode or any episode for that matter and if you are new welcome I'm happy to have you on board with us I'm super excited to be able to hopefully encourage and inspire you with the episodes here at the Restore Mind podcast, I am sharing with you mindset transformations from a faith lens, and not so much the world view. I've been on both sides, and I feel like this is where I belong. So my hope is that this podcast in of itself brings inspiration and encouragement and is the light for you wherever you may need it in your life. So I have to ask you this. What is your normal routine? What does it look like? And if you don't have one, I highly encourage setting a normal routine. Now, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. But I do highly recommend that if you don't have one, get into a morning routine because it literally helps set the day for you. And it focuses your mind. And we want to be focused so that we can be ready for the day that is to come ahead of us. My usual morning routine looks like this. And I say usual because it doesn't always turn out to be this way. So there are some days where I have to shift things around and that's okay. But at 5 a.m. is when my morning starts. My alarm goes off and I get myself ready for devotionals and scripture reading and prayer time. I spend about an hour, an hour and a half in that moment just to be present with God, with the Holy Spirit in prayer and reading over scripture. There was a morning where I was in my thoughts and I kept telling myself that I wanted more of God more spiritual food because I simply wanted more. I was hungry. And as I was in these thoughts, I was hit with a question, and I truly believe it was from the Holy Spirit because the question that came to me was this. If you want more, what are you doing that is better than normal? If you're looking to set yourself apart from the rest, what are you doing that is better than normal? And as this question came into my mind, I knew that I was comfortable where I was at, which kind of scared me in that moment because I realized that if I wanted more of God, I needed to do more, put in more work, be more intentional. So if you are looking to set yourself apart from the rest, then this episode is for you because today we are diving into all of that. So let's get started. I speak about being better than normal. First, we have to get a baseline going and speak about normal. What is normal? For me, it's like a standard or a pattern in which something that feels familiar or comfortable to us. And we tend to like normal because it brings a sense of comfort and we know what to expect. Think about when there's a shift in your routine for the week. And you start to wonder if this new shift is going to be your new normal Or if this is just a temporary thing. And there's a part of us that longs for the thing that we are comfortable with, which is the routine that we had prior to this shift that may have happened in our life. And it could be with us personally or just with the things around us. And sometimes the shift happens because it's out of our control, which is fine. But my friend, I want to encourage you that you have the choice to determine how these things affect you and how it controls you. Scripture tells us in Philippians 2-3, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. So if I want to be better than normal in my faith, I'm putting others before me. And selfish is a word that stuck out to me in this particular scripture. It's a word that no one wants to be associated with not even me, but yet we struggle to put ourselves last so that our brothers and sisters in Christ may come first. Isn't that crazy? We don't want to be known as selfish, and yet there are things that we struggle in that can make us selfish. So the question I was asking myself in this moment as I read this scripture is, what is something that you're being selfish with that you want to be better at letting go My meaning of selfishness is not wanting to let go because we want the benefits, whatever the benefits may be, even at the expense of someone else. Now Google's meaning states that being selfish means not being considerate of others. And Just to clarify, I'm not saying that you cannot ever put yourself first. There is a time and place for everything, and it is good to make sure that you pour into your cup so that you can pour out into others. The reason why is because you simply cannot give what you don't have. So if you're running on empty, there's nothing that you can give that would be encouraging or speaking life to others. All I'm saying is that we want to be mindful when we put ourselves first and ask, Is it coming from a selfish place? As it says in Philippians 2.3. When I read this verse a few years back, I read it from the lens of the world, which created thoughts in me that if I put myself first to fill my cup, then I was being selfish. So I struggled for a long time to fill my cup because I was trying to make sure that I was filling the cups of my kids, my family, and friends, my husband, and I soon forgot who I was. I got lost in these acts, and I got very confused and frustrated, so Because I wasn't filling my cup, I didn't have the peace that I needed in order to be there for my kids, in order to be there for my husband and the trials that they go through. And then also, my confidence wavered so much because I did not have the peace that I have now. But the great thing about this is that God's faithfulness, His promise is for everyone. God is faithful, and thinking back on when I read this verse, from the lens of the world, I still see God's faithfulness present in these times. He was revealing to me what I needed to see going through these things in my life was to prepare me for the things that were to come. So I feel the same for you. The reason why I'm speaking about this is because it's so easy for us to read scripture and then take what we know of the world and apply it to scripture. But when we read scripture, it's very important for us to apply our faith lens to into scripture so that we're not misinterpreting what scripture is trying to tell us and the great way of doing that is to pray and just speak to the holy spirit ask him to lead you and to reveal to you what it is that he wants you to see what is it that he wants to tell you and be mindful and open to what is around you what you are reading be intentional with it Following Jesus and dying to yourself means we live our life differently and see things from a different lens. So when the world is telling you to follow your heart because it knows how to guide and lead us, scripture says in Jeremiah that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Sometimes I look back and I think I didn't even understand myself back then because I was allowing my heart to lead me instead of scripture. But scripture tells us to chase godliness. Chasing godliness. What does that mean? It means living a God-centered life. So the question is, is he your anchor? What do you anchor yourself in? Who do you anchor yourself in? If you answer yes to God being your anchor, then how are you living a better than normal life? Being better than normal means becoming uncomfortable at times, which can be a daunting thought because we don't want to put ourselves in a situation that gets uncomfortable because naturally we like comfort that's our natural gravitation but sometimes it means that we have to get uncomfortable and that can look different for you depending on whatever season of life you're in it can mean that you're in a season where you need to learn how to love better or that you need to learn how to forgive Which both of them would put you in an uncomfortable state because if you are already struggling with love, then it'd be hard for you to step out of that solitude that you're in. Or if you are stuck on not forgiving someone because of something they may have done, then that might be where you're pulled. And it's uncomfortable because that means that we have to let go of certain things that we feel like we're not ready for. And that can be hard. I have two episodes out that talks about forgiveness. Episode 12 talks about forgiveness of other people. And then episode 15 talks about forgiving yourself which they are both really hard to do because there are things that people have done to us that we find hard to let go of. And then also there are things that we've probably done to others that we feel like we're not deserving of forgiveness because of how much we may have hurt someone. So if this sounds like something that you need more insight on, I highly recommend checking out those two episodes on forgiveness. Earlier, I asked a question, if he is your anchor, and if you said yes, like I said, The question you have to ask yourself next is, how are you living a better than normal life? If you answered no, but want to live a God-central life, then the question you'd have to ask is, where is he your anchor? Think about what needs to change, take action, and make these changes. You have to be intentional if you want to be better than normal in your faith journey. And no, my friend, your journey will not be perfect. It won't even be easy because you're going to struggle and there's going to be some things that you stumble upon. So don't expect your journey to be perfect. Don't go into this journey of living a better than normal life in your faith to be perfect. Don't have that expectation. You're going to stumble, you're going to fall. But I have some encouragement here for you and it comes from Paul, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8 says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. And when Paul is talking about it, he's talking about the thorn that's been placed at his side. Verse 9 goes on to say, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made in perfect weakness. And then Paul says, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly for my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. These verses are so encouraging for me because we know the hardships that we go through, the things that pull us away from God, the thorn that's on our side. We plead him to remove that. But he says, my grace is sufficient for you. Your journey is not going to be a perfect journey, but God's grace is is sufficient for you, my friend, for you. He pours his grace over you because he knows of the hardships of what we're going through. But in these times, we boast about them because it talks about God's faithfulness. It shares the story of God's faithfulness and how they too can receive the grace of God. So yes, there are times where we stumble, where we feel weak. We may fall and we struggle, But in these times, we are still strong when we are with God. So be better than normal in your prayer. Your prayer life is constantly changing. I know my prayer life is constantly changing as I'm growing in my faith. And I hope that the same is for you. I realize that I'm not good at asking for forgiveness in my everyday routine because my routine felt so repetitive that my actions almost felt repetitive. And I got comfortable. So one morning as I was in devotionals, and in prayer, I was challenged to find something to ask forgiveness about in my everyday routine. And that was very challenging because, like I said, my day felt like it was so mundane. And my actions felt the same that it was hard for me to pinpoint where to ask for forgiveness. And as I started working on that, I realized that because I had that mindset that I was coming off, like I was perfect, but I knew that I wasn't. It's just, it came off that way. So it was humbling for me to go through this season of my life where I was having to intentionally write down the things that I wanted forgiveness for from God. Just know that the forgiveness has already been poured out for you, but God still wants you to come back and ask for forgiveness to repent. So whatever your prayer life looks like, if you realize that you're praying the same prayer, then to be better than normal would mean to be in an intentional conversation with God. It's not always about wanting things, but praying over the people that come across your face, that come across your mind, that you think about when you're in devotion, when you're in prayer. Even as you're driving, pray over these people. Reach out to them and say, hey, you came into my mind today. I just want to reach out and ask how you're doing. Is there anything I can pray over you today? If that's too much, just simply ask how they're doing. Start an intentional conversation with them. And then as you pray before you go to bed or you pray the following morning, thank God for that conversation because you don't know what the other person was feeling when you text them that. They could have been going through something and just needed someone to say, Hey, I see you and I just want to make sure that you're okay. Be better than normal in your daily reading. So you want more of God, but how if you don't know about him? Do you know God's character? In a sense of normalcy, we only look at Scripture on Sundays whenever the pastor is giving us a sermon and referring back to Scripture, and that's the only time we'll see it the rest of the week. I know that I've lived that life, but to be better than that would mean to seek answers in Scripture, to read Scripture daily and meditate on the words, not from your own understanding but from what scripture is telling you. And for me, that's different in many ways. For me to understand scripture, especially when I'm struggling with it, is to ask my husband. He and I often talk about scripture. So you want someone in your corner to help you understand these things when you're not so sure yourself. And there's nothing wrong with asking. Nothing wrong with asking for clarity. The reason why I'm telling you is because I learned that the hard way. And then, of course, being better than normal in application. So you go to church and you get your fill on Sundays, but what happens in your everyday life? Why are we not putting into application what we've learned or seeking answers to the questions that convict us? Just out of curiosity, you're more than welcome to reach out to me via Instagram to answer this question, but how many of you out there After Sunday, when you leave church, continue the conversation that your pastor was talking about up on stage. I'm asking because I'm genuinely curious. My husband and I did not do this until recently. We started asking each other about what stood out to us. And it helps us dive into scripture more because that's where we seek our answers. Or We ask the people in our circle that we can trust and it sparks a conversation between us. And I love that. I I love that feeling. So I'm just curious to know how many of you out there are doing the same thing. And if you're not, I encourage you to have that conversation. Extend it past just listening on Sundays. The normal would be that we go to church and we praise God and worship and then nod our head yes. Because in that moment, whatever the pastor said strikes us and we're nodding our head yes and under our breath saying amen. But being better than that would be to take notes Write down what stuck out to you, then dive more into it, or getting involved with the community that you're in and building relationships. That would be how you could be better than normal in your faith journey. But being better than normal can be applied to your everyday life as well. Be better than normal with how you speak to one another. Do your words give life or do they speak death upon someone? Be better than normal in what you are taking in. So basically, what are you consuming yourself with? Is it helping you to move forward or is it hindering you and dragging you down? You absorb what you take in and then when you're under pressure, you release what you've been taking in, like a sponge. You don't know what the sponge has soaked in until you squeeze it underwater and you'll see whatever it was soaking in, you'll see all of that coming out. I can't remember who said that, but that stuck out to me. Be better than normal in how you carry yourself. Are you working towards changing any bad habits into good ones? How are you presenting yourself? Do you self-reflect often and want to change how you present yourself? That would be how you can apply this to your everyday life. Be better in how you show up for the goals that you've set for yourself. Are you focused, committed, and are you putting in work? If you say that you don't have a goal, then set one. I encourage you to set one. It's not too late and no goal is ever too small. Challenge yourself to be better than normal. My very first real goal, by the way, you guys, was after having my son years ago and falling into a postpartum depression was simply to make my bed. And guess what? The goal was challenging for me because I didn't want to do it. I struggled with it even after I was healed from postpartum because that chain of laziness was attached to me and it got the best of me. But eventually I made the decision to commit. I was lost at the time and I was unproductive. But I wanted more of God even in that moment. And the question that came to mind was if I can't take care of the small things, What in my right mind made me think that God would give me the bigger things to tend to? So set a goal. It's worth the challenge. Our journeys are all different, but there are places in our life that we can be better in. And it won't be perfect, and we don't get it right all the time, but that's not the point. If you're on your journey for perfection, then you've missed the entire point of your journey. Embrace the here and now, be present, celebrate the small wins. Some days will be harder than others, but my friend, you can do hard things. Hey, thank you for listening. If this episode has spoken life into you or your mindset transformation journey, please share it with a friend. The growth of this podcast is possible through you. So thank you for your support and for being a part of the family. I look forward to talking to you again next week here on the Restored Mind podcast.